0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. I want for you to imagine being really free. And I don't mean... Free as in you get to just do whatever you want, whenever you want. And I, I'm not talking about like being free as in like you're no longer in prison or or, or restrained in, in the physical place that you live. I'm talking about like the, the spiritual and emotional and social freedom that we all really crave. That That freedom that allows us to... To walk into a room and not be anxious, um, regardless of who's there and, and regardless of who might be there. And you know that you can go to the grocery store or you can go to the movies or you can uh, go out to eat or you can go over to a friend's house or you can go over to a family member's house and not worry about who might be there or who is there or be there, show up and not be anxious during that time. I'm talking about the freedom where your your neck and your shoulders are finally not tense and there's not that, that tension there and there's not that pain there and you don't end up having to take some sort of painkiller or muscle relaxant in order to be free of pain. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that kind of freedom where, where your mind is clear? it's not overwhelmed. It's not being swamped. It's not being stressed. It's not constantly bombarded by things. And you're actually free to listen and to think and comprehend and and ask yourself questions with clarity. And it's not this mental fog where you're able, the freedom that says you're able to have good conversations with basically anyone, even, even if it's Somebody that is no longer your friend or somebody that maybe your ex and you're able to have that freedom of conversation where there's no ties there. Or maybe you're just able to ignore the drama that's around you. Can you imagine having that kind of freedom in your life? Well, I think we can all Imagine that or have some kind of concept for that. I think most of us have a great big desire for that. But the problem is that we have to imagine it. Most of us do not have that kind of freedom, and we are stuck in this place where we we have to imagine it. We dream about it, we crave it, but we don't have it. And so the question that then follows up that reality is why? Why don't we have that freedom? Why is it that instead of that freedom, we have something much worse? We have this, this anxiety that we carry with us where we get worked up when we see certain people and we don't even need to see them and think oh i have to talk to them sometimes we just see their picture and we start to get worked up we start to get anxious we start to get stressed we start to sweat we start to feel that pain in our neck and our shoulders or or we end up just feeling our our stomach turning knots where that Instead of having freedom, we end up actually avoiding people and we avoid places where certain people might be. We lose our temper with people we aren't even mad with because of the certain people that are around us. You're at work and you're mad at that coworker, but you're so mad at them that you end up being mean or rude to another coworker that you're not mad at. And it just is this mess that That bleeds into all your interactions. Instead of having freedom. We actually have. The situation. Where. People start to roll their eyes. When we start to talk about something from our past. Where we are secretly obsessed. With tracking what others do and trying to remember. The scorecard. We watch them, we watch them on social media, we watch them at work at, at school or whatever, and we become consumed with what they're doing and trying to figure out how to be better than them or have or not owe them anything or or, or make sure that they're owing us or or whatever where our mind is just filled with frustration and hate, so much that it sometimes it is hard to think about anything else how instead of freedom why do we why do we find ourselves in this place where we have just become used to putting other people down as our normal way of operating as if we just assume that everyone's going to betray us everyone's going to hurt us everybody is playing this game and we feel that if we can if we can just manage to Show how we are better than others or others are worse than us and we we have value. Why is it that we have all of that but don't have that freedom that we we can so easily imagine and desire? Well, I think there are three reasons why we don't have that freedom. And number one is that we are holding on to anger. In Ephesians chapter four, verses 26 and 27, this is what Paul writes. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Paul is, Paul says here that Yeah, sometimes you have a right to be angry, but the problem is you hold on to it. You let the sun go down on it. Instead of dealing with it that day, right away, it continues and you hold on to it. And when you hold on to it, it causes, it leads you to sin. And when you hold on to it, what you're actually doing is you're creating a stronghold, uh, a foothold, For the enemy, where the enemy, the devil, gets to get his hands into your business and squeeze. When you, when you look at wrestlers, not, not like the drama on TV, but like wrestlers like the sport, I don't know if I've ever seen wrestlers that that have all their hair flying around everywhere. It's usually short hair or it's tied up in a bun or, or whatever. And that's because they, they, they don't want to accidentally, unintentionally give their opponent something to hold on to. They have short hair so that they can't hold onto the hair and pull and, and dig and, and grab. And when we hold on to our anger, what we are doing is like we let our hair down in such a way that the enemy is able to grab that bunch of hair and pull and just kind of throw us around. And, and when we hold on to our anger, that's what we're doing is we're giving him that stronghold, that foothold. And we keep, <laughs> we do it by, we we hold on to our anger by keeping a list of wrongs or, or just staying angry at a certain person or we inflate the wrong that they did where we think through it and we relive it over and over and over again and then we add on things and we add on elements and we show how 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 evil and hateful and, and manipulative that person is and we come up with all these stories and when we hold on to anger and we do those kinds of things the enemy gets a stronghold and it actually makes us feel worse and it robs us of freedom. I think the second thing that happens, the second reason why we don't have freedom, is because we end up pushing people away. We refuse to let them in or let them back in. In Ephesians four thirty two, Paul writes Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. See, God looked at us, saw the wrong that we had done, and offered us forgiveness. And when he offered forgiveness, it opened the door for that relationship to be reestablished. And so God saw us, and undeserving, we we didn't deserve it, we hadn't made up for it. We were there rightfully condemned, and he offered us forgiveness. And now he says, well, since Christ has forgiven you, you need to offer that forgiveness to other people. But instead of that, we often just push them away. We hold others to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. We start to lose relationships often permanently because we push them away. We don't let them anywhere near us. And we find that. In that habit of doing that, in that habit of pushing people away, it it may have started out where it it was a really big hurt and we ended up holding people at arm's length. But then it has become this thing where someone just has to do one small wrong thing and we're done with them. And so people do these things and we get hurt and we push people away. And we refuse to offer them forgiveness. And what that does is that that keeps us from having meaningful relationships. It it allows that tension to create and it it pushes that distance. What keeps us, what keeps us disconnected and it keeps us from living like Christ because Christ forgave us. God forgave us in Christ. And so we don't have freedom because we hold on to our anger, because we push people away, and because we give up. In Matthew, chapter 18, Matthew records Jesus saying this. It says that Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Peter's thinking, I'm going to be really generous and say seven times, because that seems like ridiculous and a ridiculous amount of times to forgive someone and and so i'm going to sound really really merciful but then jesus come back comes back and in verse 22 it says jesus says jesus answered i tell you not seven times but 77 times and so jesus is pointing out just how easily We give up on people, and he's saying don't give up on people. Don't say, well, you – the three-strike rule, that's not biblical. That's not what God says. That's not what Jesus said. It's not if they sin against you three times, and give up on them. He's saying you can't give up on people. But we normally do. We say you have hurt me too many times, too often. We say there has to be a limit to how much I let you hurt me. They need to, des- they need to get what they deserve. But he says instead, no, keep forgiving. Don't give up on them. And I know, I know that we often, we often, wrestle with these types of conversations around forgiveness and say, well, I've been hurt and I've been hurt by them and I don't want to be hurt by them anymore. And so we say, well, because of that, they keep hurting me. I'm not going to forgive them. But there is a difference between forgiveness and trust. Forgiveness is something that's offered and trust is something that has to be earned. And forgiveness is a path to building trust. But just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you have to automatically trust them. It just says that you are creating the open door for them to earn trust again. And we so often just hold on to our anger, push people away, or give up on them. And because of that, it creates all of this anxiety, all of this fear, all of this tension, all of this drama that we don't really want. But the only path to getting rid of those things and having true emotional relational freedom is we need to let go of our anger we need to stop pushing away people away we need to not give up on them it's a lot like it's a lot like trying to to control a cat or a toddler yeah with cats you you try to get them in one area of the house you you try to. Get them off the counter, you try to just manage them somehow, put them in one space, and regardless of what you do, they seem to always just come right back. You shoo them away and they come back. You, 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 you push them off the counter and they jump right back up. And, and with toddlers, it's the same thing. Like you, you try to keep them in one spot, and then all of a sudden they're right up in your business again. Or you're trying to keep them away from the knives, and they keep going back to the knives. Or you try to keep them away from the baking, and they end up with their hand back in the baking. And it seems like when you're trying to do these two things, your entire world is consumed with trust, trying to handle the cat or the kid. And it's like no matter what you do it doesn't affect them, it doesn't phase them, they end up right back in the mess. And when we refuse to forgive other people, it's the same thing. We become consumed with controlling what others are doing and it really has no effect on them. It only affects how exhausted and consumed we are. Because if you've ever tried doing something with, a toddler around or a cat in your business, it's you're just totally consumed with keeping them out of the way and you almost never get anything done. And when we embrace unforgiveness, we become consumed with not forgiving the other person, holding on to that anger, pushing them away, giving up on them, that it affects us and keeps us from being free. So what we need to do to have freedom is we need to forgive. We need to forgive the person who hurt us, the ma, the boss who mistreated us, the girlfriend who cheated on us, the father who left, the coworker who threw us under the bus, the friend who rejected us, the, the random person who cuts you off in traffic. The people who all got together and said nasty things about you and started a nasty rumor about you. The person who exploded at you. The teacher who embarrassed you. We need to forgive. And the Bible is also very clear that if we do not forgive others as we have been forgiven then God is not ultimately going to forgive us. That our unforgiveness consumes us. Our unforgiveness will overwhelm us and will keep us trapped and bound and consumed with chasing the kid, chasing the cat, chasing the person that we are angry with. And we will not be free. Because this is the truth I want you to get today. Freedom requires forgiveness. Freedom requires forgiveness. So you can either hold on to the anger and watch Satan twist it into sabotaging your life. Or you can forgive them and be free. You can either cut them out because they deserve it and lose that relationship. Or you can forgive them and maybe even save the relationship. You can either keep track of all the wrongs someone has done towards you and let bitterness create anxiety and stress. Or you can forgive them. And even if there won't be a relationship, let them go in freedom. Make sure and let them let them be let them be free. Acknowledge that they do not owe you anything. If you want that freedom that we could imagine and that we desire, then we need to forgive. Because freedom requires forgiveness thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down to earth people following jesus in down to earth ways